welcome to the 412 Canada podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Kim Hutchins. At 412, we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. And 412 is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Ontario. We are so excited to be able to continue to equip you through our podcast and YouTube. And I think today's topic will resonate with a lot of us right now. Today, we have Dave Lane back, and it's always a joy to have him. He's been a youth pastor for 30 years and family pastor for six, and currently the satellite director for Youth Unlimited, YFC Sarnia Lambton. In this episode, Dave is going to share about what got him into burnout. Well, Dave, welcome. Hey, it's always good to be with you guys. Yeah, this I is... I love coming to Huntsville. <laughs> I know, I'm so glad you could so come It's just so much up. more beautiful than Sarnia. I love Sarnia. <laughs> But it's just the, just be up in the Muskokas is awesome. Yeah. And so this past year, you've picked up some new hobbies. I have. <laughs> I am now a puzzler. Yeah, that's exciting. One who does puzzles. Right. But specifically. Specifically, I, you, you can't laugh at me. I do okay, Disney well, puzzles. I love Disney. I know. So do I. And yeah. I can't do more than 500. Okay. You I have know a, your limit. I have a 750 piece <laughs> puzzle sitting there. It's like, it's like mocking me. It's like, you won't do me, and I'm going to eventually put it together. So. Right. Eventually. Take eventually. your time. I got to get good at it, yeah. yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's actually quite a stressful thing. <laughs> I didn't think I would get into it, but uh, my wife laughs at me. She says, you're getting old. I'm like, I know. I know. Yeah, you know. But, but yeah. you enjoy it, I right? Do. And I that's do. what we need right now. Well, and I know over this past year, we've had some really great discussions mm -hmm. about all that God's been doing in your life yeah. and what's been happening. And we talked about your burnout. Yeah. So um, today I'm so glad that you're willing to yeah. share your story and talk about that with those who are joining us. Yeah, this us. is actually the first time I publicly actually talked about it in this way. Mm -hmm. So it's been kind of interesting. Uh, I got to admit to you, Kim, when I heard the word burnout, I kind of thought of it as an excuse. Okay. I saw it as a weakness, okay. an excuse to take a break. Mm. And I seriously thought I would never experience burnout. I thought I was better than that, actually. It was interesting. But when COVID hit, I'll never forget, Kim, I just, everything changed in ministry. Oh, it did. We were trying to do things differently and doing things online with youth and just really discouraging. And I remember going on vacation at the end of June of 2020. Mm -hmm. And... I got to be honest with you, it actually scared me because what I remember is I remember it late at night, my kids and wife being in bed, and I would sit down in our family room and I would literally cry. Oh my goodness. Because I was so afraid. Yeah. I was exhausted. I didn't know what to do, where to go, what was next. And I was very, very fearful. And it's interesting, my daughter, who, was, who had just graduated from Lampton College, she became a CYC, she's a CYC, child and youth worker. Right. And uh, she said to me, she said, Dad, you need counseling. Okay. And I was like, no. <laughs> I counsel and I send people to counseling. I don't get counseled. That's just my, my, was my mindset right. as a pastor. Yeah, right, yeah, right. And so my daughter kept pushing me and said, Dad, you got to do it, do it for me. Okay. And so I said, okay. And so I called a friend of mine who's a psychotherapist. She's an amazing psychotherapist. And I had a, a Zoom call with her. And I, and I began to explain to her what was going on. And uh, she basically said, she goes, you're in burnout. I was like, what? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, I said, what do I do? And she says, you're going to take time off. And I said, well, what, a couple of days, maybe a <laughs> <Yeah>. week? <laughs> she says, a few months. Oh, my I'm like, goodness. When you say a few months, what do you mean? Well, probably four or five. I'm like, what? And I remember saying to her, what if I don't do this? Yeah. And she got firm. She said, Dave, you will be hospitalized because you're on your way. 
and you, it'll, it'll get really bad. And if, we ho if you get hospitalized, it's going to be a lot harder to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, Kim, it was a very shameful thing at first because mm -hmm. I was so afraid of what my congregation would think. Mm -hmm. And I was like, taking that time, I'm going to let people down. And so I was more concerned about them than about me. Yeah. And so it was a move that I made, and it happened real quick. And it was just, it was a very scary place. And I didn't think I'd ever get there. Yeah. And let's talk about, like, what led to that. So I think we want to go back to 2018. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. For, well, I think what it was, first of all, was the fact, I think that my biggest problem was this, Kim, and it goes beyond 2018, is mm -hmm. I wasn't listening. Mm. I wasn't listening to myself, first of all. And I think when you, I, I learned a new term called uh, self-awareness. Okay. And I was like, oh, I always thought, <laughs> I heard that term. I thought it was kind of like new age, so I always avoided it, right? Right, But yeah. being self-aware of where you're at and actually your health. My counselor actually, I started doing counseling, and my counselor actually told me that. And I wasn't, self, I wasn't aware of what was going on. Like, Kim, I was so exhausted. Yeah. Because what I was doing was I was burning the candle at both ends. Mm -hmm. I remember at one point, I would wake up at like eight in the morning and before my feet even hit the ground, I was thinking about what it'd be like to go to bed at night again. Oh my goodness. Which I'd never done before. Yeah. Because I was just so tired and I had no energy to do basic tasks. So things in mm -hmm. ministry that I'd been doing for years just overwhelmed me. I was really easily, easily irritated and agitated, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. I was very cynical and very critical, which was also a very scary thing. And my desire and passion was depleted. And I'm a very outgoing person. Mm -hmm. But what was scaring me, Kim, is I was actually wanting to withdraw. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to be around people because I didn't know how to deal with it anymore. I, I couldn't continue the energy level when I was struggling so much. And so for me, first of all, I was listening to myself, which I now learned is a very dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. right? But I also wasn't listening to those around me. Like, Kim, there are people in my church that would say to me, Dave, you do so much. And instead of seeing it as a warning sign, I wore it as a badge of honor. Yeah. Like, look what I can do. Like, Which, and, and we do, yeah, right? In yeah. the church, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm invaluable to the church. And, and the thing for me is I was driven by the approval of others. Mm. In fact, there was a statement that my counselor told me really early in my counseling. She said, your biggest issue is you find your value in people mm -hmm. and not in God. Ooh. Yeah, and Kim, yeah. as a pastor of like 30 <laughs> years, I did not like that. In fact, I got kind of mad. I was like, well, how dare you? She goes, it's true. Because, Dave, you can't say no to people. Yeah. The only way you can say no to is your family and those who are close to you because you know they love you, mm -hmm. but you are so driven by the love of the people around you that you can't, you can't say no to them. Mm -hmm. And you're doing unhealthy things, and you have no boundaries. Like, I had no boundaries. Like, my family noticed that my wife was saying, Dave, this is not good. Like, mm -hmm. my joy just wasn't there. Right? And so I had people telling me all the time that, Dave, you were just, like, I would do, I would do ministry with everything I had. And then I would come home and I, was, I would crash. And I wasn't good for anybody. Yeah. And I'm almost ashamed to admit this, but I was kind of like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like, I was really good at church, but then I was really, like, my poor family. Like, I yeah. put them through... And my extended family told me too, you know, Dave, this is, uh... in fact, I remember actually going to an Orange Conference and I was sitting in uh, Kerry Newhoff's um, seminar mm -hmm. and uh, he was talking about his burnout. 
And so I knew Kerry Newhoff because I used to be a youth pastor in Barrie at Willow Creek for a bit. Okay. And so I knew him before uh, before uh, Connexus became really big, right? And so yeah. I went and talked to him afterwards because we knew each other. And I said, Kerry, some of the stuff you said I don't like. He said, <laughs> what? I said, the burnout. He goes, yeah. He says, go home, Dave, and here's a little test. And it's not, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not totally accurate, but it's going to give you an idea. Yeah. And so, Kim, I went home into the test, and the test result was I was in full-blown burnout. Oh, my goodness. And that was a year and a half before I had my burnout. Wow. Oh, yeah. But I just, I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to do it. And so I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't listening to others. But I think the biggest thing that scared me is I wasn't listening to God. And this is where the 2018 thing comes in. Mm -hmm. Because in 2018, God told me to make this move. Youth for Christ. Right. Yeah. And we've talked about mm -hmm. this. So. Yeah. We talked about it a lot. Yeah. Because I really felt God was saying, okay, I want, I want you to expand your, your borders, but doing it within the local church, you can't do, but you got to do Youth for Christ and you've got to raise your support. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. I'll do it my way, God. I'll do both. Yeah. But I want the security of a paycheck. Right. In my mind, right? Security's yeah. huge, right? And so that's I was doing scary. both and that's where it got me. And God just finally said to me, Dave, you know, enough's enough. See, I was running uh, from God, and I was always keeping it at arm's length. And it's interesting, because I would spend time alone with God, mm -hmm. but I would only go to a certain depth. Mm. Because in my mind, i got to be honest with you, I thought I was unstoppable. Mm. As long as I was serving God and doing His will, He would, he would give me the strength to do it. I kind of spiritualized it. Right? Yeah. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens <laughs> me. So like, I lost 60 pounds, I did all this kind of stuff because I thought it was, and so I just kept going. Yeah. And then I just, the, just every, the wheels fell off. Yeah, just uh. broken, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and lost, Yeah. right? And I think that there are people that are listening and joining us that can really relate to that, and that's yep. resonating with them. Can we talk a little bit about those feelings? Like yeah. What was that like? It's interesting because people said to me, you know, how did you feel? in that space. And those are the three words that I felt. I felt lonely, lost, and broken, but yet I was surrounded by people. Yeah. Like Kim, I'm not trying to give a sob story here, but there was, I, I live by Lake Huron. So mm -hmm. it's very beautiful by the, by it the is, water. It is, yeah. Right? And so I would basically run down there every day. And I sat on, on a bench under a willow tree. Mm -hmm. And Kim, there were just days that I would cry. And I so desperately didn't want to be in that space. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing I would tell you is I knew that God wanted me to be in that space as painful as it was. Mm. And my counselor always told me, you need to sit in those and you need to embrace it. And it was painful because in, this, in, in those times, like God, I was having to deal with things I didn't want to deal with. Right. Right. And I was having to, to rely on God in a way I never relied on before. But here's the good news, Kim, is even in that pain, yeah. God was so gracious to me, and he was so gentle with me because he knew I was fragile. Yeah. Like I, even talking about it, I get kind of emotional because I remember those times going, God, I don't know what I can do for you anymore. And God mm -hmm. said, that's okay because and it, it, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work with you, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to leave you here. No. So in the time, it was very scary. Looking back on it now, I knew that God had some great things in store for me. But here's the thing, Kim is for 30 years, it's been about my time. Mm. It's my timing. Like, God, I will do all these things, and I run back to him for this, this rubber stamp of approval. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't allowing God to lead me. 
And I think that is where I need to be brought to a point where I needed to realize I couldn't do anything in my strength. But Philippians 4.13, I could do all things, but I could do it in his strength. But what did that look like? Right. And that's where God was going to take me. Yeah. And that's amazing. And did you also find there was another passage of scripture that really spoke to you during that time, right? Yeah. For me, the passage that really spoke to me was Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. In fact, Kim, I would, uh, I would memorize it. Mm-hmm. And there were nights where I was full, so full of anxiety that the only way I could find peace is to quote Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. And there are times, I gotta be there are times that I actually would quote it 30 times. Oh my goodness. And then finally I'd finally find peace. Yeah. But it was just there was just so many things. Satan, because I was so weak, Satan was just having a heyday with me. Yeah. Like all of my insecurities, all of my and the thing was, and people couldn't really understand it because if you meet me in a room. I appear very confident, mm-hmm. right? But it was in those moments that every security, every, every insecurity from my childhood was coming forward. Oh, wow. And so there was a lot of, in my counseling, there was a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> like, I don't know if I like this, <laughs> right? It's but so it was something I needed to, to face. Yeah. So. And what else did you find encouraged you during that time? Uh, I think for me, there was a lot of, just being alone with God. And I'll get into that next time. But yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just when God showed up. Like yeah. it, was a scary spe- uh, it was a scary place. Oh, for sure, right? But it's like, and, it was, and what really resonated with me was Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for your rod and your staff will comfort me. And I held on to it because the mm-hmm. rod protected. The staff guided the sheep. Yeah. And so what God was saying to me, Dave, this is dark. This is probably the darkest moment in your life. But I'm going to protect you, and I'm going to guide you. Because even the one thing I had done many years ago, and I'm going to talk about this a little later, is, is memorize Scripture. Mm-hmm. And I found that even in those moments when Satan was lying to me, the Holy Spirit was bringing to mind those Scriptures that I would memorized to, to combat, because I couldn't fight it. Right. It was almost like I was, I was just kind of watching it. Yeah. So I didn't have the energy to fight. And so every time Satan would come at me, the Holy Spirit would come in and just kind of speak truth. And it was really cool. So Yeah, that's so amazing, Dave. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that you were able to share that with us. Um, I know that those who listen um, are not just volunteers or leaders in the church. And some of them are parents or or grandparents, mm-hmm. or just or just working full time, and they might be going through something that resonates mm-hmm. with your story. They just might find, hey, that's me too. Um, so, how would you encourage somebody who is identifying with your story that you know they realize, hey, that sounds familiar. That sounds like what I'm experiencing yeah. right now. Yeah. The only the, the the word that would come to mind with this would be hope. Mm-hmm. There's always hope, but here's another thing, Kim. It's about giving up control. Yeah. And a lot of us would say we're spiritual and we love <laughs> God and there's no question about that. But when it comes to control, like it wasn't until I gave up control that God really began to do things. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. That is so great, Dave. And we're going to get a little bit more into this mm-hmm. in a little bit, but we're out of time. But thank you for sharing. Hey, that you're welcome. First I'm glad part, I could. Dave. And for those that are listening, I just want you to know that this is not the end of Dave's story. There is hope for him and for you too. So if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, 
Remember to subscribe on your podcast app. And for those watching the video edition, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss this next episode, especially with what Dave is talking about. Could you also hop on the discussion on social media? You can follow us on Instagram at 412 Canada. I'm looking forward to the next time. Thanks for joining us. Always do your little giggle at the end. <laughs> 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 <laughs>